Welcome to a brand new podcast known as Trial by Error. Oh, yes. Now, people are listening like, what is this? What have I done? What, what have I gotten into? <laughs> Honestly, what have we all gotten into? Noel, this is all your fault. Mm. Sorry, I just... Uh, you guys are amazing. I mean, this chemistry is just, it's, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I can hardly believe it myself. Um, <laughs> so, by the way, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Rick. Rick, I am Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Noelle. She's the first Noelle I ever met. Oh. Ooh. Oh. How, how funny of you to bring that up. Hey, I'm born on Christmas, by the way. That's my birthday. Really? Really, really. really. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, now you do, and it was it was pretty uh, pretty cool for me. Yeah, really? it was. Uh, my parents always took great care of me. Everyone's like, "Oh, you always got gypped for presents and all that," and and I'm like, "No, I didn't. Shut up. You got gypped." And I'm like, "Did I get gypped for presents?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Everything was fine. So, um, what do you guys want to talk about in this show, per se? I don't really don't know. I mean, this is pretty much just an introduction, so I think... An introduction? It's an introduction. We're not going to talk about the bloody octopus in its garden. We're just going to talk about whatever <laughs> else the other guys have to talk so, about. So, I mean, I'm I'm perfectly content um, talking about, since the title is Trial by Error, I'm perfectly content with talking about my mistakes and how I got here and mm-hmm. so on, and... You and all of your twenty years, and how you've gotten to where you are. All my two decades of work, <laughs> and all of my twenty years, I've never. Uh, so, uh, we got some great, great guests lined up to be on this show. Um, we've got up-and-coming music superstar Tony Tig from the Los Angeles music scene, right? Noel, isn't he from Los Angeles? Yes, he is, Los Angeles. We have world-renowned voice actress Chloe DeLandis, which is actually going to be our first interview. Oh, yes. And then Ellen Starsky. And if you've paid attention to YouTube, there's this, uh, this gentleman from the UK. He is retired now, and he is making these cover songs, and some original, in a way that only he could. Um, and you're like, what do you mean only he could? Watch the videos, and you will know what I mean. This is perfectly unique to this gentleman. His name is Frank Watkinson. Um, I found him with a cover of Radiohead's No Surprises. Aiden, you know you know that album? You know, you know what? that song? I'm going to confess, and you're probably going to call me out on this. I have not listened to that album yet. Well, I tell you what, I, I am surprised. And I, that, that mm-hmm. song, song is called No Surprises. No surprises. But your assignment is to find out what album that's from and then get right. it on vinyl. Aiden likes vinyl, by the I way. I do love I love Well, what vinyl. do you think about You've got some vinyl, don't you? What do you got there? Oh, well, I only have like three, and I only have one because I got it because I went to this concert. But Well, which concert. one did you just get today? Oh, I got Jesus Christ Superstar Motion Picture. The Motion I, Picture. I also got um, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Oh, Quicksilver. Aiden, yeah. what do you got there under the hood there? What do I got oh, here? Oh, Quicksilver. I... There's look at that Quicksilver. Oh my goodness. That's like vintage. I guess they're all vintage. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like all <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Aiden, what what do you got there going with your vinyl? You know what I got here? And you know what? I think it was 
today's the 23rd. So yeah, March 21st, actually. Fun fact, 1971, March 21st, Jethro Tull released <sighs> Aqualung 50 Jethro years ago. Jethro Tull, 50 years ago today? I didn't no, know that. 50 years ago, the 21st. Can you oh, believe that? I blew it. I blew it. <laughs> no, you're I've good. I've blown it. You're good. I'm uh, just... I saw Jethro Tull live in 2009 no. at Wolf Trap, which is near uh, Washington, D.C., and um, we, I went down. I met my friend there. He, he was from a little bit uh, around that area, uh, kind of you know about as far away as I was, but I always thought he was closer. Anyway, um, he and I, we went and saw Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull, mm. and I tell you what, the dude has some massive chops, even... You know, he's not a younger guy anymore, but no. he's got some chops on that flute like you would not believe. Did you know he actually got rid of a guitar and traded it for a flute, taught he himself did. to play, taught himself to play the flute, and it's like uh, producing an album, and then uh, then it becomes Aqualung. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, there's more to it than that. I mean, that yeah. was like, <laughs> he obviously had some stumbles getting there from, from here to there, but... Um, the man is incredible. So the story's not over there. I, I decided since I, I'm a teacher and the next day of school, it was going to be a half day because it was the last day and it was already late. I was going to hang around to see if I could meet him. So I went over to like the gate to the parking lot and I waited and I waited and there was like a crowd of us and it slowly whittled down to like five of us. It's like midnight. There's still lines of cars and over walks Ian Anderson. No with a sharpie and he signed our tickets and he signed what we had there and oh, it was just so cool he was the coolest dude and um and uh someone went to shake his hand and goes i don't do that anymore i have arthritis and you can shake my elbow and so we, we were shaking elbows and he actually had a rubbing elbows tour because uh the, he has to ha keep his hand good for his flute playing oh continuity um, for sure well yeah absolutely and yeah. and so he was just unbelievably cool um i would go back and see again if we ever get concerts again i would like to go back and see him again live he is just insane on stage so that's one of my concert stories Did you guys ever go to a concert have we ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i would hope you would know well we used to until this thing well who'd you go see did you guys go see anybody that um even if we don't know them who'd you go see I'll tell you what, funny thing. Um, my kindergarten teacher uh, is really good friends with my mom and she loves the same music I do. And we actually booked 2019 this summer to see three concerts. We saw Queen with Adam Lambert, <sighs> nice. which was amazing. Wells Fargo, absolutely one of the best concerts I've ever seen. We saw them, King Crimson in November. And then we saw Fleetwood Mac later that month. Wow. Absolutely. Wait, was that before Lindsey Buckingham left? No, that was after. That was after, okay. That was after, but the He could go thing, his own way then, all right. Yeah, he can go he his own way. He went his own way. way. <laughs> He's never coming back again. Oh, or, that makes me real sad. We never know. I, I love Lindsey Buckingham. If you're listening, Lindsey. We love you, Lindsey. We you're love you. You're amazing. I love you. But yeah, I really miss concerts. Noel, so who else did you? you see? You saw Fleetwood Mac, you saw Queen, and, and who else? Queen, King Crimson. Oh, King Crimson. You said that. I'm King sorry. Yeah, no. Oh, in the courts of the Crimson King. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow. If you can't see it, Aiden just held up the record. <laughs> the record. So, Noel, how about you? Did you go see anybody recently? 
Um, well, the last concert I went to was in Philly. It was right before I came, I moved here because I didn't, I was so focused on working when I moved here, like getting jobs. So I didn't really do much. Making uh, money, it, doing the doing the thing, yeah. Yeah, struggling. <laughs> uh, his name is Mac DeMarco. He's like an <sighs> indie artist. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he's so good live. I mean, he was just like sweating. He was singing. He didn't stop. I mean, he was going for it. Everyone was smoking and laughing. It was so fun. <laughs> he is such a class act, that dude. He really is. So down to earth. I've and... never seen him. And, I mean, I'm live. I've never oh, seen him live. I'm, I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. You're good, man. I, I also saw Meatloaf. <sighs> Meatloaf. You know who that is. Come on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good, good. You know who it is, Aiden? For crying out loud, I know who it is. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh-huh. You took the words right out of my mouth with that one. I was not kissing you. I was not kissing you. You sure? Or are you just I, a dead I ringer sure. for love? <laughs> you went dead ringer. I went dead ringer. You know what? Dead ringer is a really underrated album. A lot of people it, it, don't. It is underrated. I mean, there are a few bangers on that one. I mean, everyone loves <laughs> Bat Out of Hell 1 and 2. <laughs> But Dead Ringer, like, it opens with peel out. Like, how'd it go? I missed it. Can I'm not going to repeat it. I'm oh, not come gonna... on. No. Can't you please? You guys can back this up on the podcast. Just hit the little refresh, like, 15 seconds arrow there. Yeah. So, what else were you saying about bangers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to go back on that. Nah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, Meatloaf, I actually met him at a concert. He was at, of all places, a county fair in Pennsylvania. So it was the Clearfield County Fair 2007. My family and I, we went up, my my mom, my dad, my brother, and we just waited around the back. There, they had, like, the locals, um, like, the local events happening. Like, they had the Dairy Princess, they had the Fire Queen, and they were all back there uh, with Meatloaf just hanging out. And then he walks over to the to the fence and signs our stuff. I was like, "Wow, this is really cool!" And I shook his hand, and wow. he's just a real cool dude. Yeah, yeah, a great concert. Some, yeah, I was gonna say you've met some really chill artists. And... It's not like they know me. I mean, they don't remember. Well, no, me. but they were like chill enough to really get to like not just meet you, but like sign your stuff that they had. Like, and they they did not have to do that. And I think it's, I think it's important oh, to be a class hard. act. What's that? Some artists, they're, they they get upset. You know, they don't like to be bothered. Right. And, and you know, there's a time and place for your privacy. And, uh, of course, I'm not famous, obviously. Uh, but I, I would hope that if you become famous, you plan on that. And you plan on, you know, exactly. respecting the people that love you, frankly, that want you to be in their life. Um, and then they don't have to have you there. But, you know, they're, 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 they are in your life as a as a world-renowned We'll say guitarist, for example. Um, and yeah. I think you should. It, it won't. It won't cost you anything to go be kind. Just give him a little autograph there. So, oh, exactly. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm preaching. I don't want to become a speech here. So, <laughs> I'm not entitled to ramble on about something everyone already knows. So, uh, also, uh, I saw Paul McCartney in concert. Ooh, I saw that Paul was, too. You saw Paul. When did you see him? I saw Paul. The what was it? Twenty. 20- <laughs> 2016 at uh, Citizens Bank Park. I see. I saw him at the Rope Arena in Kentucky. Kentucky? Kentucky. Ooh. People are like, what in the crap are we listening to? So, Paul, I did not meet. No, me neither. I brought my Abbey Road album. I was ready. I even brought a Sharpie. And it did not happen. My wife 
surprised me for my birthday with a Paul McCartney ticket. Um, now, my birthday's Christmas, so it was an early one. She gave it to me in June, which was hysterical right. because I was ready to surprise her, who's her actual birthday's in June. I got her tickets to see Hamilton. You know, she and I both. So um, she gets me Paul McCartney, and then like two days later, I give her Hamilton. And it looked like I was trying to one-up her at that point, but uh, I had to <laughs> prove to her that, no, I, I, I bought this months ago. So right. Hamilton, uh, have you guys seen Hamilton? I mean, by now, if you haven't. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, Disney you know, Plus when it came out. Yeah, definitely. Right. Multiple times. Right. And, and there's just, I have no words to describe the level of genius. And the talent that <sighs> these people have. It is just amazing. Like my my father, I'll use it as an example. Like he loves a really good comedy. We'll watch something like a Something Rotten. I mean, he appreciates the talent. And he's definitely an old school, like rock and roll comedy mm-hmm. dude. Like he likes movies like Slapshot, Airplane, Naked Gun, all that oh, stuff. Oh man, talking my language. Oh yes. And when me and my mother are watching Hamilton downstairs without him, because he never really caught interest into it. He comes down about 30 minutes into it. And he's like, mm, I want to see what it's all about. He jaw dropped to the floor. Yeah. When Lafayette started playing, um, he was just guns and ships. Uh, my students, I'm, I'm a teacher. They, they can they can do that. They they have practiced, and I say to them, listening, if you can practice that, you can practice your instrument. Oh, mic drop. I don't want to drop. It's expensive, but I'm pretending to drop a mic. But as you were saying, yeah, the 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 talent. There is not a single slouch in that show. No consistency. It, 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 it's exactly right, and it's like you know, it's not the same cast as it was, but. It is a continuity there, um, a standard that is met. And I really hope to God that, that when the pandemic's over, that we can get our, our entertainment back um, and, and go see Hamilton if you can. If not, go get it on, go watch it on Disney Plus. Get the free trial and, mm. and whatever and, and watch it. Um, if you haven't seen it by now, it, it's kind of unpatriotic if you think about it. <laughs> yeah right. Thank you. Uh, but um, uh, one of the um the, the phases I guess of Hamilton fans is what's this? You know, it starts out like what's this about the Treasury Secretary? What the heck? And then it goes through all the emotions. In the end, you're like, why am I crying over Alexander Hamilton? <laughs> exactly. Like if you know his real true backstory, you're like, I'm really crying over this dude. And then there's King George. Oh yes. Nine minutes, showstopper. And that's all he was in. He was, oh mm-hmm. my God, nine minutes, that's it. And, and um, uh, the original King George, um, help me out here, Jonathan mm-hmm. Groff. Jonathan Groff, that's it. Yeah, Jonathan Groff. Uh, on, the, on the Disney Plus, he is phenomenal, and I don't really want to ruin it, but he is so dedicated to the part, so... Uh, and all of these actors are absolutely into what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. be nice to get them on here. If you're listening, we'd like to talk to you. Oh, Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff grew up in Pennsylvania. Like he grew up where, around us. Uh, Conestoga oh, Valley boy. High School. Is that where he went? Conestoga Valley High School. I don't know. It was like it was like. That sounds familiar. Central <laughs> East kind I'm not of. Sure, but there's this theater. I don't remember the name in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and. 
I had auditioned oh. for their shows, and they were talking about how Jonathan Groff used to like always like perform there. That's sick! In- wow. Yeah. Is so crazy. Footlighters Theater. I can't remember. I don't. It's not Footlighters. Let no, me try to find it. That's Let's the one. Robin yeah, you look that up. That I'd be interested to know that. Um, my doctor. And this is totally unrelated to Jonathan Graff, but Pennsylvania <laughs> celebrities. My doctor grew up next to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, no wow. Yeah, he said he used to play basketball with Jeff Goldblum, and it, it, he was like cool about it. He goes, yeah, you know, when I was growing up, there's that actor guy. Uh, uh, he was, I don't, he was in those movies. I'm like, okay, that that really narrows it down, Doctor. And and he says, no, 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 it's, it's one the Jurassic Park. I'm like, oh, uh, you grew up next to Sam Neill. He goes, no, no, no. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was his name. I'm like, how do you not know that? <laughs> I think he did. He's just playing it off as cool. But, just um, as big as Sam Neill, if not bigger. Well, I mean, they're they're going to be in the next one, which I'm excited about. What? There is yeah. another Jurassic Park? Oh, I know. I'm excited. I'm so pumped. Oh, I'm so pumped. Jeff Goldblum back, please. Oh, yeah. He's back. He's back. The whole the whole gang's back. So, Noel, what did you find? Oh, so it's called um, Ephrata Performing Arts Center. So he What's was all, he was an effort out. Wow, I got one more insane Pennsylvania story, and if my students are listening, I'm sorry you have to hear this again. So excited! There, and I'm I'm going to build it up. I'm going to try my best to build this up and tell it a different way that I've never told told it before. So, when I was four years old, which was years ago, I uh, would go to our, our local McDonald's, not by myself. My parents would take me, and they had a Lego table. And I I went there one Saturday morning. We went there. It was a special, like, let's have McDonald's today. We didn't do that very often. So I'm like, oh, yay. And so I go in, and uh, I'm playing Legos, right? Over walks this, he, he looked uh, young. He was a youngish kind of guy, kind of a 5 o'clock shadow, a T-shirt, um, really good-looking hair. And he, he looks at my parents, and he's like, he gestures over my way. It's like, do you mind if I sit here with your boy and uh, join with some Legos here? And I'm like, oh, stranger danger. What, what's going on here? And they just kind of look at him. They kind of like, yeah, 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 that's cool, man. You go for it. You're good. We got everything's good. And so he sits down, starts playing Legos with me. And I'm like, well, mom and dad think he's OK. Then, then he's OK. And so we're playing Legos. We're playing Legos. And suddenly it's time to go. And we stayed a long time. Uh, and this guy was not leaving. And, and so he was just really into the moment. Um, and so as we're leaving, my mom and dad are like, you need to remember this day. And I'm like, why? What, what's so important? You guys know him? Is he one of your friends? No, he's a movie star. I'm like, no, he's not. And I kid you not, my friends, the movie star was Robert Downey Jr. No. Wow. He, his mom is from my little town in central Pennsylvania. And he was visiting that weekend. And and uh, he went to McDonald's for breakfast. And so he sat with me. We played Legos. And and that was it. And I'm sure uh, I, I played I played Legos with Iron Man. I'm just like, I'm, I'm still like, I'm just, I'm, I can't yeah, have no Not words. many people no can say you were Lego buddies. For a hot second, with for a hot Iron second Man. with Iron Man, right? With Iron Man. No one can say I, that. I'm I'm just very lucky uh, what in life. Uh, nineteen boy, here we go. Um, let me think here. Nineteen eighty-eight, You're like so, what? I don't even know. I don't. That's a long time ago. That's like last century. <laughs> so he was a young lad too. Yeah, he was. 
Wow. He was. And I think he was getting his career started, right? I think that was like the beginning. Yeah, he started on SNL, I think, late 80s, mm. early 90s, right? I think he did. I think so. I think so. Wow. And uh, I just, I really loved watching him in the Iron Man movies and all the Marvel movies. And uh, there's one that doesn't get enough credit, Due Date. That was out several oh, years ago. Him and Galifianakis are an amazing <laughs> duo in that movie. And that, that's like a planes, trains, and automobile like facelift in a way. It's kind of like an update of that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get enough credit. I really thought it was hilarious, and I still laugh at. It. I'm not going to spoil it um, if you haven't no. seen it, but I do recommend it. It's uh, it's got some language, you know, but most of the movies do have that. Most. Of them. So why did you need to know about what year it was, Noel? You're going to make fun of me? No, I was curious because Robert Downey, you know, his little his acting career, then his downfall, and his acting career. Mm-hmm. Right. Very interesting character. And and um, he actually he's been back a few times and I've missed him like by seconds, not even knowing. Really? Like I was at Walmart and, uh, and and I was going to check out and all these people were, like crowded around and I saw this I saw the shoulder of the person like leaving out the doors and um, and I'm like what's going on here? And that, is, that was Robert Downey Jr. He lost his keys. I'm like again I missed him again and because he had been here he got a he got a gym membership for a week. Um, he ate at a a cafe that one of my students' parents owned, and it's just I'm like I keep missing this guy, and sadly his mother did pass a few years ago, and he wrote one of the best. He wrote a wonderful obituary for her. It was just very heartfelt, very thoughtful, and uh, my coworker actually used to work at a flower shop, and he would send her flowers and say it would always say uh, whatever the occasion was, love Bobby, and it was just so uh, so nice. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty crazy to have that kind of a local connection. Uh, here in the middle of Pennsylvania, so yeah, I mean, we got a lot going on here. It doesn't seem like it, but we do. We're like a best kept secret. Yeah, speaking of local connections, I live ten minutes from Martin Guitar in Nazareth. I have to, be, I have to go there. Oh my goodness! I'll tell, I'll tell you what. My cousin works the front desk desk there. And are you serious? She, oh yeah, she works the front desk. She got me a half off a uh, Johnny Cash signature black guitar acoustic i have it is oh, do absolutely you? amazing i have my grandfather's old uh d12 i believe it's a d12 1976 bicentennial martin guitar it is amazing sounds like you got quite the collection there buddy oh i only got three guitars i mean it's only building from here <laughs> i gotta save my money though i'm only 20 <sighs> yeah I know, I know i know i got shirts older than you <laughs> um, I'm not always allowed to wear them, mind you, but I have them still. So, uh, <laughs> Martin Guitars, uh, and to those of you that don't know why that's a big deal, Martin Guitars is, I believe, the longest-running guitar manufacturer in the world, or is it the United States? Uh, you know what? I think it might be the U.S., okay. C.F. Martin in the 1800s 18 you i live 10 minutes away i should know this <laughs> it should be bred in my memory but i don't but you know it's it's important though it, it was it's a continuous line um and we talked about that with hamilton uh, standards um and i just gotta wonder you know how many times did he get that guitar right at first you know he probably didn't uh and and i think what's missing today in in this world is the 
the stick to itness because we have a lot of things that are. I don't know why I have these pens in my hand. Let me put them down. Um, I, I, the stick to itness that uh, takes that we we've sort of lost because things are instant, and so uh, it's it's hard it's hard to stick with something anymore because you know if I can do it quickly, I'm going to do it quickly, and you know there's something to be said about efficiency, but. There's also something to be said about the therapeutic benefits of just taking your time to do something. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. At age 20, I mean, you guys are pretty, I think you're ahead of your time. I think you're wise beyond your years. So um, <laughs> you could even be a millennial. But you guys, oh. you're born after the millennium. But I, I mean, I guess I'm a millennial. Uh, 1984. Yeah, that's a millennial, right? You know, we're kind Isn't of it? like, for me... I, don't know, I feel like we're kind of in the middle because I feel like I pick up some of the stuff that millennials like mm, late nineties okay. enjoy, but also kind of earlier two thousands, but not really like late two thousands kids. Like I don't relate to them as much. Okay. No. Yeah. I me don't neither. No. Me neither. No. God. No. <laughs> I, I know that if I use their slang, they don't use it anymore. Like uh, they started saying lit, so I started saying lit, and then I didn't hear it anymore. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I wanted to be a part of the thing. Then I'm like, wait a minute, this is like. Fire. <laughs> I have power, and so I'm going to use it. This is total fire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, I mean, we have a great show lined up for you guys uh, coming up this season. Uh, hopefully we can have more than one, uh, but we're going to give this a try. Uh, we did have another show that we kind of got to know each other, and uh, we've reorganized. Things have changed a little bit. And so uh, we want to come to you with this new show uh, with, you know, amazing guests telling their story. And uh, getting from where you are to where you're going is not always easy, but it is something you need to do. So don't be afraid to do it. And if you feel that it's too hard, well, it might be at that point, but it won't always be. So keep going. Keep pushing forward. Keep everything that you do as a goal and work for that. And uh, I, I was on a roll there, and I think I lost it. But um, no, you well know, said. But uh, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about great stories of these people, and uh, you'll learn a little bit about us in the process. And yeah, that's all I got. What do you guys got? That's my final thought. I'm excited to see kind of uh, where this goes to. You know how things kind of turn out. We're gonna form a <clears> band. <throat> Oh, that's right. Oh, boy. That would be interesting. I don't even know what kind of band we would be. <laughs> <laughs> we would be interesting. <laughs> For sure. We love crazy ideas. All right, Mr. Aiden, I guess that falls to you then for the final, final, final thought. The final, 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 final thought? That's right. Well, no, that's too many finals. That's too many finals? That was one too many. No, You're I'll, fired. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I have too many finals coming up for oh. this end semester. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ah, ah, ah. So I guess he needs to go study, folks. Um, yeah. So that's your final thought? You're going to go study? I'm going to go study. I'm going to listen. You know what? I've been on a super tramp binge today. Fun, fun fact. I'll give you a final fact. Back in 1969, when super tramp actually started out, you would never guess what their original name was. You're right. Daddy. What? It's probably good they changed. Yeah. Some people think <laughs> Super Tramp might be a little <laughs> offensive, but no, I think it was a much better choice than Daddy. I Daddy. would say so. Daddy. But I'm going right. to go listen to them and study. 
<laughs> study daddy. daddy. Alrighty. <laughs> well, folks, that's been it's been real. It's been fun, and yes, it has been real fun. So we will hopefully see you next time. The Trial by Error podcast is written, recorded, and produced by Richard Kane, Aiden Cuck, and Noel Hall. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more updates and details. Episodes are released every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern and 12 p.m. Pacific.